This is episode is dedicated to Dak Prescott, future former quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Welcome to Brose. Good till the last drop. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in Rose. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hello. To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And to my far right, coming to us from his hometown, uh, visiting from Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Tim Manson. All right, just because my family is a bunch of Mormons doesn't mean <laughs> I'm from Salt Lake City. No, that's, that's the only place they are from. That is how <laughs> it works. I'm on your couch. <laughs> Are you allowed to do that as part of your church? You're on the couch with another human being. Um, You've been looking at Rich real weird. We're not touching. We're not touching. He's not treating coffee. I was told just turn it off. Yeah. Did you read the honor code? It's like a light switch. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. A lot of BYU is in the news this week for not phenomenal reasons. But anyway, (laughs) welcome to the Brose Podcast, everyone. Don't even worry about any of that shit. Um, First question. What do you feel about the honor code at BYU? Fuck. Uh, (laughs) Available, as always, on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. And everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, if you listen to our show before, you know that the premise is to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. And we do so while enjoying a crisp glass of rosé each. So if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. That is B. R O say questions at gmail.com. Say questions? Say questions. So S A Y or like No Tim no 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 hold on let me do this again. It's B R O S is in Sam. E is in elephant. Q as in Queen Westions at gmail.com. Okay, so Q W E S No, yeah, listen, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk. Is it like You're not gonna talk later. Is it like B as in Brose? Yes. R as in the second letter of Brose. As in Robert Loja. <laughs> oh, as in the yeah. Oh, third look over there. It's Robert Loja. <laughs> One time when I was S as in say, isn't that Robert Loja? <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> when I was I was working at a, I was working as a website consultant, which just meant I took information mm-hmm. for people uh-huh. and I had to I had to call like help the help desk one time and spell something out for him, and I forget what the word was, but I just remember I went, "It's I," as in I. I. <laughs> I as in I dialogue. This is what the military phonetic dictionary is made for, and we just yeah. don't why is it Ypsilanti? It's, it's that's one of my favorite things when I'm like calling to get information for stuff at work. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell them like, oh yeah, my email is r dot sweeten, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, okay, and they'll write that down fine. And I'm like at fullspectrumlegal.com. We're like, can you spell that out, please? Mm-hmm. Like, you can spell sweeten, sweeten. <laughs> Full but spectrum you, legal. Full spectrum legal. Three mm-hmm. actual words. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to spell. You have to go F as in, frankly, I think that's Robert Lucia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's discuss our wines real quick. Uh, so I'll, I'll start uh, because it screws Sean up every time when I do. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, I'm time. drinking Citizen Cider's Brose. 
uh, a a company who will be out of business by the time this airs because we'll have sued them for every dime they have. Uh, so Citizen oh, Cider makes a brosé cider. Uh, it's a cider co-fermented with blueberries. It is quite sweet and bubbly. Uh, it is is really good. Um, and on the back, on the side, I should say, it says cider plus blueberry. Blueberries, blah, blah, blah. Uh, cider plus blueberries plus three bros equal brosé. Uh, cider brosé made by three bros right here in the great state of Vermont. Brosé is handcrafted by co-fermenting 100% Vermont blueberries and sweet cider pressed at Happy Valley Orchard in Middlebury, Vermont. Brosé is the embodiment of cooperation. Blueberry and apple, summer and fall, farmers and cider makers. Here's to getting along. Mm. It's fine. It's good. It's a it's a good cider. It's very sweet. Uh, it says no added sugar, which I still think is is a wild lie. Uh, Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking La Croix du Prieur, mm-hmm. Dakota Provence wine, which is vegan. <laughs> says a real big. It's good. It's vegan. fine. It's real alcoholy. It's better mm. now because I've had a glass. So <laughs> really alcoholy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like what, like a thirteen percent? Thirteen percent. So it's like a. It's very slightly more alcoholic than most of the wines we have on the show but you I, know you do what you gotta yeah do. yeah it's, a, it's good for what ails you uh rich what are you drinking i am drinking the very special spectacular broversation mm-hmm. uh brewed or is it brewed yeah i guess brewed mm-hmm. for us from fermented uh, fermented oxidized some might say <laughs> for us from uh our listener and friend james holland as well as um martha Tim's wife. Martha Tim. Martha Tim. Martha Tim. <laughs> Martha Tim. I don't think that's what her new social security card says. <laughs> a Tim Dietz. State of PA register. Yo, Martha. Fuck you. I am not a Tim Dietz. <laughs> I, this is the hill I will die on. Detail. The name of your family. God damn it. <laughs> At least make a Dietz and Hansen joke. Come on. Dietz and Hansen. I put that shit on everything. <laughs> Sorry, that's Frank's. Uh, my bad. Did, uh, did you guys have Dietz nuts in everyone's care packages? Dietz no, nuts? we still haven't tried them ourselves. Oh, uh, meat nuts. <laughs> that just seems a little inappropriate between family members Tim's to have Dietz nuts. Oh, <laughs> uh, meat nuts. All right. Uh, so, Burversation, pretty good? Burversation um, is really good. I've mm-hmm. drank... More than two thirds of the bottle yeah, in one sitting in, or in ham. one episode. Well, I'm on my last part of the two thirds. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Hansen is comparing the levels of wine that he's consumed to see if he's uh, kept up with Rich. <laughs> and he uh, has. And he has. Oh, not only that, I'm blowing Rich out of the water. <laughs> yeah, it's Usain Bolt. He's like backpedaling on his way to the finish line. Uh, so, how have you enjoyed Broversation? So? Uh, my Broversation uh, is delicious. <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> Listen, you've known me for how long? What do you expect at this point? <laughs> so it's it's good. My provisation mm-hmm. is it's it's very good. Um, I gave it a middle of the road just because uh, the previous bottle I drank tasted completely different from this. Okay, and I don't know how, but this is much better. Yeah. All right, it seems there's a lot of variance. In this batch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so this, is the, this is the beta testing yeah. phase. Yeah, it's a first time homebrew. Mm-hmm. There's going to be so, potential. So, Broversation Part 2 is going to be. Broversation Mark 2. No, Part 2. Part 2. Part 2. Mark 2. Mark 2. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah, it's the same wine, but it's got like a machine gun yeah. on the outside now. <laughs> no, it's, it's really good. So, I'm already like most of the way through my second yeah. class. 
Excellent. Excellent. Starting here. Consummately two. drinkable. Glass two. Glass two. Consummately drinkable. Well done, James. <laughs> Which sounds and kind nothing. of like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, yeah. It's very good. I'll tell you what. I can get this down. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, I, I could really finish the bottle. It's legit. It's legit good. It is a good one. It is a good one. <laughs> I, I will say. I, I would preface this up ep- this the rest of this episode by saying typically I found that the second round of episodes is usually our best um, because it's like. Ep- Glass one, episode one uh, of each session, we're, we're sort of still getting in gear, you know, getting the juices flowing. Getting and then drunk. Getting drunk. And now we're on our second glass of wine, and so we're all a bubbly and everything like that. By the third one, we're like dead tired. Um, but <laughs> we're might, still like powering through. It might be different today because we're starting, we're legitimately starting early. We, Much early, We tried yeah. to last time, but yeah. we did it not. It didn't happen. No, we did not. <laughs> we're so close. Uh, but we were all just amped up from the Sonic movie, and we had the conversation and everything. So on, on the subject of advancing uh, through this episode, Rich, <laughs> you have an envelope of questions. I have the second envelope. It's got two uh, four-leaf clovers on there. Yep. And on the back it says, uh, what kind of spells do leprechauns use? What kind of spells do leprechauns use? Magic spells. Lucky charms. <laughs> ah, <laughs> magically delicious. What is our first question? That's what she said. In episode 26... T- 26 too. <laughs> okay. Start off with a fun one. Uh, which two artists should collaborate? Shakira and Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> Little Dicky and, and Lil Wayne. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Lil Wayne and Lil Dicky. I think just all the Lils should just get together. Lil and, like, Vert, Lil do Yachty. one of those like do like one of those "We Are the World" type songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are the Lil. Oh, that's a little. No, it's Christmas. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, on, on the subject of Lils, uh, we were in New Orleans a, a week a week ago. My wife and I for Mardi Gras, and uh, I heard for the first time in a very long time um, uh, the Lil Romeo song uh, that samples. Uh, oh God, is it Jackson Five? Like. Oh, that one oh, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a Lil Romeo song that samples that <laughs> and for some reason they played that instead of the original song in, in 2020 <laughs> the song's like 25 like a 20 year old like kid song and they decided to play that one instead um, I think I think it's because Lil Romeo references being from New Orleans in that one but, probably uh, but anyway so Lil Romeo you could bring him back even though I think he just goes by Romeo now <laughs> yeah yeah I don't think he's little anymore. Same with Bow Wow. I was going to say, where's Bow Wow in this man? Uh, yeah, Bow Wow. Sort of uh, like Mike. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, man. Which so, artists should collaborate, guys? <laughs> I could have been a baller. I could have been a baller. A shot caller. A shot caller. Um, two artists should collaborate. Oh, boy. Um, I think uh, Rush and Coheed and Cambria should collaborate. Ooh, Holy fuck. That would be a lot of fun. that would be really nice. That'd be nice to easing into. Uh, yeah, obviously, no, no, more, no longer have Neil Peart uh, anymore. But, but that'd be a nice. That'd be a nice. Finally, like confirming what everybody knew all along <laughs> is that Cody yeah. is just the natural descendant of of, <laughs> of Rush. Rush. Um, hmm. I'm sure they've done it already, but like Lady Gaga and Madonna would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'm sure that I'm sure that has happened at least once. But sure, I, I think that would be a good one. What do you think, Tim? No, I was dead serious with Lil Dicky and Lil Wayne. <laughs> Lil Dicky oh, and Lil okay. Wayne. That sounds good. That's anyone, probably has, on the horizon. Has anybody watched Dave? Yeah. The show yet? Good. I got like two minutes in. I watched uh, the first episode. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's good. It's, it, it, I got two minutes in, but we were like running out the door and just mm-hmm. trying something I will out. probably never watch another episode because that's like 
real narrow part of like awkward humor that makes me physically uncomfortable and no longer enjoy yeah, what's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's t- it's tough. <coughs> yeah, it was good. We watched the first two episodes last night. Nice, Mary and I. What do you think, Rich? Two artists that you collaborate. I'm having having a tough time trying to think of this. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mostly because my taste of music varies so wildly. That like I'm like all right, but that could work to their benefit. Should, it's your benefit. Should, so I'm like, should I do like a Taylor Swift with mm. like a um, Brendan Urie? <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be fun. I mean the but, joke is that it already happened. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay. It's but, not great. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it'd be like w- like should I go like something ridiculous like Taylor Swift with like Dragon Force or mm-hmm. or uh, something of that nature or should I do like one of my video game artists mm-hmm. with like one of like the mainstream things like do the you know the the megas with um probably bastille would be pretty sweet hmm. something like that okay i feel like bastille could do well with pretty much any artist and they, yeah. they have yeah. a lot of covers yeah and they like do even commercial jingles and it's mm-hmm. like killing it <laughs> yeah so good how about uh, adam, adam lambert and dream theater yeah, yeah. That was like, cause like, cause uh, what's his name? Uh, James Labrie, the lead singer of Dream Theater, he's getting up there a little bit. His voice isn't quite what it used to be. Adam Lambert is still fucking belting it out right yeah. now, doing yeah, his yeah. uh, his he does the Queen, his queen, queen thing. thing. Yeah, the Queen thing. So yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that because I think he would lend a lot of mm-hmm. like theatrics to an already very theatrical band and also they don't do anything on stage dream theater because they're doing this incredibly technical stuff <laughs> so having him out there to actually be like a great showman and hit every note would be a lot of fun mm-hmm. I, and I, great makeup i want to yes. see adam lambert with queen i haven't gotten to see them i want to do that when fun. they come around that'd be it's my cool. worst shift ever because i had an opportunity to go see them like when i was still at wawa mm-hmm. i'm like i can't get out of work so oh, that's <laughs> a bummer. after like 11 30 everybody who came in the store was coming back from that show yeah. it would not shut the fuck up i was like hey you know oh, that sucks. <laughs> why that am sucks. i here boy oh boy good good mashups guys yeah i like mm-hmm. it i like it uh rich let's let's move on what's our next question next question uh submitted by uh john tersich all right has the vol- vol- uh you got it. Vol- yeah. <laughs> volatility, volatility, volatility <laughs> oh in the stock market recently actually affected your personal life in any meaningful way. Please explain. So no, there's no please explain on oh, here. So this no. is me because, asking, because Corona bad, money gone. Yeah. So okay. ba- basically, because of the, I think because of the coronavirus, it's mm-hmm. had a, it's had a bad, it's had an yeah, impact on yeah. stocks. Dow that, Jones dropped like forty points or yeah, something. it's been it's been pretty rough. Four four of like the top ten biggest losses in stock market history have been within the last two weeks. Yeah, okay. it's yeah. pretty it's been pretty rough. It has impacted my job because they've laid off like from my specific job site, they laid off thirty people last week. So it has had it has had a direct impact on my job mm-hmm. that banks are making less money. Especially banks like mine, which are service providers for mm. people who invest money yeah. uh, in the stock market. Um, but also, that's just a trend that's been happening. It's because of uh, automation. Most of the stuff that we do, especially when it comes to accounting, used to be done by people. And now it's done by computers. Mm-hmm. And so people are just getting laid off that way. And, uh, you know, that's just... But I think I don't think that's helping. Mm. So yeah. it hasn't impacted me specifically negatively. Yeah, I but think, in yeah. a in kind of a broad sense, I've been around something around impacts yeah. for that. Yeah, 
as far as just the, the numbers themselves going down, uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, my wife and I have 401ks, you know, we, we got some money invested. So, like, to just see that, like, I remember I didn't, I wasn't even noticing we were away on vacation and, you know, we were keeping some track of the news and obviously we knew about Corona, but uh, I was just on Twitter and somebody, uh, you know, somebody I follow on Twitter was responding to Trump talking about the stock market and going like, oh, yeah, like, you, you keep saying it's the healthiest stock market ever, but I just lost X dollars on there. I'm like, Oh, if he lost the money, then maybe I lost the money too. Mm. Uh, and then I looked, and we had in fact lost some of the money. Yeah. Uh, but like, but it's you know we're not retiring yeah. anytime soon. I have when the when the uh, real estate bubble burst, you can I have some money invested in some mutual funds, mm-hmm. and you can like track when it happened. Yes, I took like a huge tank, and then it, like but it comes back up. It's waves. Yeah. The market reacts to uncertainty. Yeah. Like is like same thing happened. There was a huge plummet when Trump was originally elected. Like they lost like 500 points overnight, mm-hmm. and then it rebounded. When Brexit happened, market fell, and then it rebounded. Like the market reacts to uncertainty. It doesn't just mean this is obviously Corona is bad, but the the market is reacting to the fact that they don't know how much it's going to impact. The yeah, economy. and so, it'll it'll it will eventually rebound. Yeah, regardless of how long it takes. So yeah, I would say it has not impacted me on a day to day basis yet because there's not been layoffs in my current office or anything. Um, I would say if you were retiring this year and you just saw your portfolio take a hit, you'd, just, you'd probably be like, mm-hmm. but, uh, but no, it has not impacted me on a day-to-day basis yet the way it has impacted Sean. What about uh, you, Tim? Yeah, I think it's very much the same for a lot of people. It's like, yeah, most of us have 401k. So yeah, we took some sort of hit more than likely. Mm-hmm. I'm less concerned because like you guys said, the stock market is based on, is volatile and based on uncertainty and all that. But it's not like it's just like, oh no, I got fucked. It's like, no, everybody got fucked a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah unless Maybe you're in like just gold. Tip, but... Like, <laughs> unless you're invested in like gold bullion cubes. Or like, you're way. Gold bullion cubes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Delicious. Gold is measured in bullion. Shut up, everybody. <laughs> unless, unless you're like way at the top where you're like micromanaging your stocks mm-hmm. and you're making yeah. millions yeah. of dollars worth of trades every day. Day. If you're a day trader, you're like, ah! <laughs> if if that's where your money's at, then it's like, yeah, that might have been a big hit. But honestly, you're fucking rich, so I don't really care all that yeah. much. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If if anything for me, it's I hate to say this, it's going to positively affect my life because I deal with property foreclosures mm-hmm. and settlements and stuff like mm-hmm. that. My work might increase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and I'm not happy to say this. <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's a like, weird, it's a weird yeah. kind of the dual feeling. Like you see, Rich in his office going, "Well, if they're gonna die, let them do it yeah. and decrease the surplus population." Well, like when I when I worked uh-huh. when I worked at Edible Arrangements uh, around around the holidays or right after, we had a kind of a surge in bereavements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like that sucks. It's good for business, but yeah. it sucks that it had yeah. to happen in this way. Yeah. But yep. you know. Like, Sorry, I, someone died. This looks delicious. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I am one of those stupid people who has thirty one and doesn't contribute into his retirement fund because he, he, I, a, I keep keep forgetting, and b, I don't really know how much I can actually afford to contribute. <laughs> keep forgetting, <laughs> but no, but that's 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 a valid. I think like there I, was somebody said you're supposed to have by the time you're thirty one years worth of your salary at saved. Least. That's that does that was not reasonable I, for me. Like I don't I, I don't, don't know how much I can afford to uh, to live as well as contribute yeah. into like, and I'm not saying like oh if I only contribute twenty bucks a paycheck I'm not gonna actually I'm not mm-hmm. gonna be able to survive in modern day but it's like, is that an adequate amount to put into it? Yeah, it's a hard percentage should I do? So every time they come around with the four hundred one k meetings I'm just like, I 
Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I do have money put into an account for me from work based on previous years that mm-hmm. we've had. Pension plan, baby! But I don't personally put any into it, so mm. I'm kind of an idiot on that aspect. But, hey, <laughs> it's- I might be getting more hours, so <laughs> I might be able to afford it then. Yeah, yeah, you toss a couple bucks in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's... It's all uncertainty. It's 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 a short term thing at this point. Like mm-hmm. you know, there's is not an indication that this is like this is it. This is the next recession yeah. or something like that. Like every couple of months over the last few years has been like, well, this is you know this these numbers that have come up in the last week. You know, this is exactly the way it was in two thousand eight, and it's like, yeah, but you look at a lot of charts that way. Like it's, yeah. it's not. There's no. This is a completely different situation. Yeah, it's a completely different situation. It's it's a literal reaction to like if anything, it would crash. Like if there's like a student loan bubble that bursts or something like that, or uh, like that the the last the last recession was because of problems with mortgages. It was mm-hmm. related to real estate prices being completely inflated, and you know, it's a little bit different now. Like you don't really have that as much with real estate, and you know, there's nothing securing student loans, so. You know, I, you know the market will be okay eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts? No, no. Four hundred one k. Good four hundred one k advice is hard to come by. Yeah, mm-hmm. because most of the advice out there literally cannot apply to most people that mm-hmm. we would hang out with. Index funds, <clears throat> all index funds, baby. Yeah. Let's go. But like every like Richie was talking about how he doesn't contribute, but work contributes on his behalf. But like any like sit down I've had in the last three months or three years, like no, you need to be putting in fourteen percent. It's like the closest Ooh. I've come. Yeah, that's mm. so much money. No yeah. one, no one I know can afford that. The closest I've come to that was I hit eleven percent, and that was because I was putting in, I was putting in like four or five, and the company matched. The company matched yes, exactly. But then because they didn't have a pension plan, they were also just flat up giving me another three okay. percent yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. i was i wasn't at 14 percent still yeah it's like that's the best i'm ever going to get yeah so, yeah, yeah my, so much money my mm-hmm. brother when he worked at comcast i think they matched up to 10 percent. so he put in 10 percent that's, a, that's an imp- that's an impressive yeah. and match. so yeah. like he was awesome. getting 20 percent mm. i don't know i don't really know how what he puts in now because he doesn't work at comcast anymore mm-hmm. comcast as shitty of a company as they are they take care of their employees mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think their customer service sucks. I don't think well, they're a shitty okay. company. He, well, he worked in tech support customer service. And he, <laughs> he, he Never mind, has, your brother sucks. He has <laughs> openly admitted to Oops. telling someone he wished they would die in a fire. I, I'm not proud of hearing that from him. But yeah, their customer Never support mind, Comcast sucks. is a great place to work then. If yeah. you can go ahead and say... If you can get away with saying that... And you're still employed there and getting a 10% 401k match to boot? Never mind. No, I lied. I'm signing up. I lied. He wasn't working there when he said that. He told that to somebody who worked there, which is even worse. Okay. Uh, This gets better and better. Mm -hmm. Next question. And the person he said was the CEO. (laughs) Who's the COO? Next question. Uh, There's a video included in it. It's from Grace Riley. All right. Um, What are your thoughts on the viral debate over airplane seats? Oh, okay. Oh, is this the guy kicking uh, yeah, or the punching the woman's seat? Yeah, the guy punching the woman's seat. Uh, I, listen, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll open up to you guys first. But <laughs> You okay. seem to have a very... Ex- explain, what? explain the situation, because I know so nothing there's about this. The, there's this video in which a woman is in a reclining seat, and a guy... It's like, So you don't get the context before it, so I don't know what led to this, but the guy is punching the back of her seat because he's upset that she's reclining into his space. Mm-hmm. And that's... I think the entirety of the video, and it's kind of like who is in the wrong here. 
Which is a great question because there's a dude punching a woman in the yeah. seat like a fucking toddler. Yeah. It's inexcusable. Yeah. So so there's like I, I cannot I can't get behind the idea that both of them are kind of in the wrong. <laughs> I can say, I can see both sides. Yeah, because <laughs> she paid for a seat and part of that is being able to recline. If they didn't want you to get do that, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to. Sure, but I, I disagree on this point. That is within the rules of buying a ticket, but there's also an unspoken human contract. I think when you were on one of these Don't things, be like, a yes, dude. Yeah. you are, you are, of course, yes, you are within your right as the ticket buyer to <laughs> lean it back as far as possible. But as a just a member of society, as somebody who contributes to a society, yes, the the proper thing would be like, hey, listen, I'm going to crank this back like a quarter of an inch. Is that okay? Yeah, that's true. If and if and if the person behind you says, "Can you please not?" You don't. Mm-hmm. However, have you really ever asked the person behind you if it's cool to recline? No, I've but, never reclined. No, I just don't do it. Yeah, I don't. I've never needed I've, to. But I, if yeah. you do, and they, I think I don't. I've never asked. But I think if you do, and then they say, "Hey, can you not?" I like I'm working or whatever. Then you're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. the only time I've ever reclined was on a British Airways thing going to England. It's like I want to go to sleep. It was a long flight. I'm yeah, okay. reclining. Yeah, um, nothing. And yeah. maybe once on my way to Mexico. But the uh, but the dude is mm-hmm. punching her seat like a goddamn child. Yeah. Like, he's in the wrong 100% yeah. period. No, it doesn't that matter. If, if, if he said to her, hey, could you please move up? I don't have space. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And she rudely... Like, but sn- even then, no, no, you, I, even I, then I'm still not, childish. It is childish. <laughs> the conversation for me begins and ends with him, like... Speed bagging the chair like he's Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, like, I would. Like, I would put my trash on yeah. top of her head in before I start speed bagging the back of her yeah. seat, yeah. or like get a stewardess involved. Yeah, or something. That's, like, that's the move. It's, there is escalation. Yeah, you you should. I think that you're right. If if she's rude about it, escalating it isn't out of the question. Mm-hmm. But the way he's doing it is by getting in her space, and it's just like he's just being a child. Mm-hmm. And so I get it. You have to abide by the rules of society and not get in somebody's face with your seat. But like, mm-hmm. there are, you're an adult. You need to be able to handle yourself with your words. This I would also is, be yeah. interested to see how is she like super far back reclined, or is it just a couple inches? Like, how bad uh, well, they, is it? They don't. I think there's like a limit. You yeah. can't really. You're not like in they, someone's lap. No, exactly. the issue is like he's. I think is if I remember this correctly, he is in the very back of the plane, and so he is not capable of reclining mm-hmm. his seat. If I remember this video correctly, well, then correctly. that sucks to be him. Yeah, yeah. Listen, man. Here's here, here's the way. I've, if if you're dealing with somebody who's a dickwad on any of these flights, whether it's let's say for example, ball tap, ball yeah, ball tap. <laughs> um, so you're you're the guy. This woman. Let, let's say it's it's you, you paint this as 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 sympathetically as possible to him. This woman has turned and said, hey, I'm just going to recline my seat and there's nothing you can do about it. Shush. And you say, please don't. And she goes, shushunk, and does it anyway. You only have to, listen, you have a whole life to live. You, that person has to be that person for the rest of their life. (laughs) You have to deal with them for an hour and a half. It might suck. It may, it may, listen, if you want to go grab a stewardess or say, hey, listen, this person's being disrespectful. This person's, you know, antagonizing me intentionally. Fine. If all else fails, I'm sorry, man. Like, yeah. that's you sort gotta, of how it works in life. Yeah. 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 Everything yeah. can't break your way. No. You, you just you, you suck it up for that 90 minutes and that person can go be an asshole and have no friends yeah. for the rest of their life because the they thing. act that way. And that's the other thing. If it's an hour and a half flight, like... Holy fuck! No, don't be a little whiny child. Yeah, yeah. If it's if it's a fourteen hour flight or something like that, 
Well, even on, on those better. flights, you can like get up, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to yeah. be in your to seat. So like, no. I don't know. I I think I understand. And there's always an open seat. If you bitch enough, they're probably going to move you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I understand. There's a level of frustration to somebody being in your space, but that's never the way to handle it. No. So fuck that dude. Period. And on a plane, to an extent, everyone's in everyone's space. Yeah, yeah. You're, it's, it's a closed environment. It's There's a no flying way to go bus. <laughs> like it's it's borderline it's, public pr- transportation on a global scale. It is. You're you're flying out of a government airport. So, like it's, it's government transport. It's obviously a private company, but suck it up. This plane doesn't revolve around you. Yeah, yeah. Live your life. Stop. Yeah. yeah. Stop everyone. That guy is the official enemy of the Brose podcast. <laughs> next question. Yeah, what's next? All right. So I was going to go for the thick boy, but it's a little little more of a serious one. So I'm going to go for this easy you one. You can't read the questions beforehand. <laughs> the whole point. <laughs> you, both of you, are on probation I, for I, this. I opened up the thick boy and I started to read. I'm like, that's a little tough. Let's go okay. with something easy. I didn't well, now that you've explained that boy. you did the thing I said not to do, then it's, now I understand. I didn't read the other one. I just saw it was half a page. It's not my like, fault. That's fine. It's you a can, bigger you piece can of You can notice paper. that it's long. Yeah. But that's this what one, she said. It's quick wow. and easy hey. and fun. What are your What are your favorite board games? Hmm. Oh, this is this. Is I a really great like question. Risk. I'm not. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. I like so it. does Quality Jake. Game. Loves Risk, and so does my dad. My dad. Straight up the best wrist player I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Like, scary good. He's mm-hmm. He has, to my knowledge, never lost a game against my family. Like, he just, he hates board games, but every so often, my family can convince him to play Risk. It's the only one, and he will dominate every single time. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. It should be, it's, I mean, there is strategy to it, but at the to end. To an extent, but it's dice roll luck. Yeah, it's yeah. dice roll. How do you, how are you so much better than us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of the same as Monopoly. And yeah. like, I have a very high win streak in Monopoly, <laughs> so I like Monopoly. But at the same time, is when I suck, I, I suck. You and I are like the small population of people who loves Monopoly. I, love I it. like Monopoly a lot. We've got, ten, okay. we've got like 12 different versions of Monopoly in our household right now. Yeah, so do we. And we are going to keep buying them. <laughs> I don't, I don't hate Monopoly. I'll play it. Uh. I'm not going to be super enthusiastic about it, but I don't hate it. Monopoly is one of those games that you have to play right. Yeah. So because I think a lot of people don't use the the rules, they just kind of they ha- use everyone. House rules. Yeah, and that makes it take forever. Like, um, it can be a lot quicker. F- like free the free parking stuff. Yeah. Free parking is literally just supposed to be a free space. So all that money for like taxes and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people play house rules. That yeah. money yeah. goes in the middle, and free parking you get all that money. Mm-hmm. That is not a rule. No. Yeah. That is not a thing. And it makes it take longer because then you get more, you get free money. Mm-hmm. What most people, I do a day, I do a yearly like game day with uh, Paul McAndrew, uh, and the first one we did was Star Wars Monopoly, and I, I had already kicked Martha out of the game. I was fucking dominating Paul. She hadn't lost. You're just sick of her. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, get out. And like, then, get out of here. While Enough we were, boardwalk. While we were playing house rules where all that money goes in the middle and nobody landed on it the entire game. So it's just stacking up bank. <laughs> And then he hits free parking, like as he has three dollars left, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. literally three dollars. Yeah, I mean, I beat him two rounds later because I just had been building on everything. But it's like that's that's we why could have been done. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. why people don't like that game because yeah. it, it always could have been done if you played it right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, but there are a couple that, um, like the Deadpool version, specifies you have to put money in it, but it also mm-hmm. has cards where it's like. I'm stealing all of your money, or I'm stealing all of your developments. Yeah, well, that's there are certain games that are different, and uh, this year we did House Divided, which is political parties. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. But instead of it waiting for everyone to go bankrupt, it's once all of the properties are bought, the game is over. Mm-hmm. And it's just based on 
rather than like, oh, I have this many hotels. This is how much rent I get. It's like, cool, you have that many campaign headquarters in that state. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get X amount of votes for that oh, and stuff nice. like that. So that was 40 minute game. Yeah. Super fucking fast. That's interesting. I like that. So idea. Monopoly and Risk. I think yeah. that's like, board games. that might Clue. be like Mon- uh, Millennial Monopoly. I want to play that because like you <laughs> don't buy It's a smaller pro- board. It's a smaller board. You don't buy properties. You buy experiences. That <laughs> <laughs> game would piss me off so much. It, was, <laughs> it made me so angry. It was on our wedding registry. Nobody bought it. Oh, I didn't Can't see imagine that. why. <laughs> Damn it. Millennial um, Monopoly. What, what I, you, have you, you haven't named one yet. What no, was I have not. It's a game called Betrayal at House on the Hill. Ooh, Ooh that's, that's a good game. Good. It's Solid. so good. Um, Matt, never you've heard never of heard of it? Never heard of it. So it is um, basically a random or i guess you could say procedurally generated horror game that has two phases phase number one is just explore the house which is randomly made each time as you enter a new room you place it and set up the doorways and stuff like that eventually you figure out like the haunted item and then that's when the phase changes to the haunt where potentially one of the players is evil and has to basically kill everybody else hmm. while you're working on escaping. Interesting. So some of the scenarios I've had was everybody shrank to the size of mice. There was a cat, and the person who was the traitor wasn't, like, hmm. shrunk. And they had to escape by finding a toy airplane and flying out a room with a window. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Sounds yeah. fun. Um, game. Somebody got the propellers going. Oh. There was another one where um, the house was sinking, and you had to get to the top of the house, get to a room with a window, after having found the canoe mm-hmm. in, like, four rounds. Mm-hmm. And if you had don't find all that, the little girl, who was the ghost of the house, finally gets friends, because mm. you die. <laughs> yeah. And now it, she it's has... A, it's a mostly cooperative game and yeah. then sometimes one of you will now these haunting elements are, are those come up with or do you come up with them with so the players? Uh, you draw cards every time okay. you enter specific rooms that have uh, the omen symbol on them you draw cards based on basically um, different horror movie trope yeah, okay. items and then you roll die dependent on yeah. like you have to roll over a number and once you roll under that number that's when the haunt starts and it's like a randomly it's a, they have like a book with a bunch of different yeah. haunts and it's like Got this it. is now how you win the so game. So like okay. if you if you found the the book of nightmares in the cathedral that tells you what haunt it is. Yeah. And then it it'll give you like if you're playing as the little girl named Susie, that person's the traitor. If not, it's whoever has this stat at the lowest or whatever. So who yeah. who would this game if you like if you were playing like one of the like the core board games like I don't know, like a sorry Monopoly like a, like the the most popular board games in the United States? If you were a fan of what you might also like this game. Like what what kind of person there's, would be interested? There's in this? nothing comparable. Honestly, no? okay. a, a risk type person like okay. closest there comes to like a strategy aspect and I'm thinking there's also a game called Pandemic which. Very tiny. I have heard of that. That's that, a good game. that one's really Solid. good. You got that for us. Uh, did I? I think so. Somebody <laughs> did. <laughs> it, it's, it's a good game. I enjoy it. I right. do thoroughly enjoy these type of games because it's always different. It's not the mm. same game every time. Yeah. The biggest issue is for a lot of them, it's like 80 bucks to buy the game. Yeah. Mm. It's like that's They're a pretty huge. steep price for me to buy a board game mm-hmm. where the second part comes into, I can't just, we're going to play this for half an hour. It's like, I need... 
It's an You've investment. never played this? I got to spend half an hour explaining how the game works. Yeah. yeah. For this to not be a shit show. There right. was a game, I think it was called Axis and Allies, that I played in college. And it was during the NCAA tournament. And we, it was a big plan. Okay, Kaz, you meet us up here. At whatever time it was like five o'clock in the afternoon, we're gonna play Axis and Allies and watch the March Madness games. Like, oh, this sounds like a great night. Um, show up at five o'clock. The games had not started yet. Um, they were doing like their pregame shows and everything. We start setting up Axis and Allies, and I like blink and look up, and I see, like hours and hours pass, and I look up and like Fran Dunphy's signing off on CBS. Like they're going to, like the the national, like they're waving the flag. They're about to go <laughs> off to like infomercials for the night, and I'm like. We're not done yet. And I count, we've been playing for like seven hours. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. I had never done a game like that before. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. wild. But yeah. Yes. Uh, my favorite games are. I, I really like card games like Munchkin. It's probably mm. one of my favorites. And I like um, the Arkham Horror games. They're very good. They're very fun. Okay. Them, Elder, Elder Sign is mm-hmm. really good. It's kind of like a shorter version mm-hmm. of the Arkham Horror games. Dope. Those nice. are my favorite games. I like. Re- I I I personally like really involved board games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that take a long time to explain. Yeah. <laughs> but but you can agree it's closer to a far and few between where you get the opportunity to play. Oh, those for games. sure. Oh, yeah. I, like I or have it's a like bunch we of have them, to plan. Yeah, this is a this is the only this. thing that we're gonna do, and you also have to get a bunch of people who are very much on board with the thing you're about to do because yeah. like Mary will play them with me but doesn't really like that so mm-hmm. you have to have somebody in that mindset who's like okay i am very nitpicky and like mm-hmm. into yeah. that i'm like i'm gonna buy in you basically. like the minutiae like you yeah, like knowing you that have, there's like yeah. 18 different like, things yeah, to yeah. have you guys ever played zombicide, zombicide. No. okay maybe so it, it's very similar it's like here's your general like setups different maps there's a fucking book for you to to mm-hmm. like put the pieces of the board together mm-hmm. for a map but everyone, based on what you, how you set it up or what scenario you pick, it's going to be different. And the characters you pick, they're going to be different. So it's not just like, I'm a generic character. It's yeah. like, I'm this dude. Here are things I can do and other things I can't fucking do. Mm-hmm. But I, the first time I played that, there's a like Black, Black Plague version. So I was a mm-hmm. wizard. I couldn't open doors <laughs> because my hands were just glowing energy, more or less. <laughs> what? There was like it was just like cool. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this, and we had like two players who just didn't give a fuck. It's yeah, like, you are the strongest people here. Oh, like, and you're doing nothing. You're <laughs> yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. been I've been trying to plan what I call a complicated game night with like I'm my in. brother. Mm-hmm. Like my brother has seventy plus games, and there's no way you can play all of them. He hasn't invited me, but he, I already set him in. <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't played half of them yeah because yeah. he can't find people who are interested in playing these more yeah. complicated games you have that's to my point it's hard to get the buy i have it. zombicide i have not been able yeah. to play it since i've owned it i would um, say my probably my favorite is uh, i'll just say sequence um mm-hmm. it's a card get cardboard game uh, i play it all the time at the beach with uh with my wife and my in-laws uh she gets really fa- it's usually what winds up happening is me and my mother-in-law play my wife and my father-in-law and um, there's a specific card. Uh, the jo- the jokers in that game are, are your power cards. Because like, if you have a one-eyed joker, I believe it's... Jacks. If you have a one-eyed jo- Jacks, I'm sorry, not jokers. Uh, Jacks. If you have a one-eyed jack, you get to remove somebody's chip from the board so they don't have a sequence, which is a run of five straight mm-hmm. uh, uh, cards. Uh, if you have a one-eyed jack, you can remove a 
uh, an opponent's piece. And if you have a, a two-eye jack, it's a wild piece. You can put it anywhere on the board you want. Uh, and my favorite part of sequence is just getting to the end where me and my mother-in-law have won. And then my wife having to go to my father-in-law and seeing how many jacks he has in his hand that he hasn't used. <laughs> like <laughs> He's like, how many? Do I was like, I have three. It's like, what? what you are lost you doing? three jacks. <laughs> Why Out of your hand. You know how to play the game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, <laughs> that, that, that's... I mean, there's an emotional aspect to it, but I genuinely like that game yeah, a lot, yeah. so we'll go with that one. Um, board games, man. Man, we yeah. I do love to be a board yeah. game. We'll have board to have a complicated great. board game night, Rich. I, I have to get in touch with my brother. He's very particular with who he plays board games with, but he wants to play all these complicated board games. We'll get uh, yeah. the Cooper Tersiches. Yes. Rock it out. What's our and next Tim. question? And Thank Tim. you. I was, I was frowning hardcore until <laughs> you acknowledged me. The, the problem is... I live most, far away. I get it. Well, no, not even that. Most complicated board games' best limit is four players. Mm. Yeah, so four like, to six. Mm-hmm. Four to six, but generally four. Yeah. So I it's get like it. we, we. I know a lot of people, and my brother obviously has to be one. So we'll talk about it later. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Does he though? <laughs> next question is, um, and this is why I, I skipped it. It was uh, submitted by John Tursich. That's not why I skipped it. But <laughs> fuck that. Y- y- you, you heard it here first. Rich hates John. <laughs> but the question is, would you rather vote for a candidate who agrees with you 75% of the time if they had over 90% chance to r- win a race versus a candidate that agrees with you 100% of the time with 40% chance to win the race? Okay. <laughs> All right, DNC. So, I can't think of one real life scenario that I could apply this to. So this is gonna be hard for me. Uh, all right. Well, so it's like so. Let's let's pretend though that the the other option is that Donald Trump remains yeah. in office. Is it if you don't pick because, the right one that the you have a candidate who's zero percent chance, zero uh, percent aligned with you? Yeah. So I think that's and that's a very important stipulation only because if it's like if it's just for example, I'll just in the primaries, I think I will vote for the person who I think most aligns with me mm-hmm. because it's a bunch like the options are always going to be someone who mm-hmm. I align with at least partially. Mm-hmm. So I think making a stand and being like this is the person I think should get the nomination. Mm-hmm. That's a valid move. Right. I think then though in the general election, mm-hmm. if it is between a person who I align with 70%. Yeah. Versus a person I align with zero percent. Yeah, yeah. Then it's definitely you. You take you kind. You don't. You make a. You make compromises right. because you're not going to find one person who is perfect for you. And that's the trick of it. Because yes, in the general, yeah, you, you have to, you, you sort of align behind. At least in this upcoming election, the plan is that you you align behind the person who you agree with seventy five percent. The trick is whether you throw your support behind the. The "quote unquote" outsider candidate. Um, let's just call him Burn, uh, <laughs> who who you might agree with 100, percent but car. has a 40 percent. Well, you know, I, you know, Mike Birbiglia has a whole bit about a uh, wiffle ball Tony who's supposed to be George W. Bush. So let's put it this way. <laughs> so let's say wiffle ball Tony's the incumbent, <laughs> and you agree with wiffle ball Tony like five percent. He's a real piece of shit. Um, your your presumptive candidate, who you agree with 75 percent, but has a much better chance of winning, is Bookworm Steve. Um, he's so boring, <laughs> but you agree with him seventy five percent of the way. But there's also this other guy, Ralph, <laughs> who man, you agree with hundred percent. Ralph, Ralph is the man, <laughs> but you know that you're lemonade. like the only person who thinks that about Ralph. Like one out of every like four people you know likes Ralph, and everybody else doesn't. Like, do you throw your support behind Ralph, 
on the off chance that Ralph gets in and gets his ass handed to him by Wiffleball Tony. Um, I I have a really hard time with this because I think, especially in politics, the the you have to compromise, but also the the, the compromise is what winds up getting much more of the norm coalescing around the center. You don't really get a lot that changes. Um, which, listen, if you don't think that a lot should change in this country, maybe that's not a problem for you. Maybe voting for, uh, you know, let's just call him uh, Joe uh, <laughs> might be your uh, might be fine for you. Um, boy, I, I am inclined to say go balls out with the kid in in a vacuum. Go balls out with the candidate that you 100 percent align with that has a 40 percent chance of winning. Um in a vacuum, <laughs> not necessarily like yes. right now. Yeah, I but think it, I think the that's the that's the thing you should do. In yeah, a, in a vacuum. Yeah, I think in in the real world, I think you have to, unfortunately, sometimes side with the person who has a mm-hmm. better chance of winning. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, that's what happened last time. Yeah, you had a person who aligned with most people around you know 70 percent but had a better chance in quotes of winning yeah so i mean it's just it's a lot of the same it's it seems like uh we're we're just having this kind of recursion and it's like this is Mm -hmm. what works but it's like is it though Mm -hmm. is it yeah tim i'll get you in on this because you're you're a you're a a ralph supporter uh listen uh, i'll go for i like lemonade burn burn dog (laughs) um so uh, you guys have touched on a couple points that I strongly agree with in that during the primaries specifically, if there is a candidate that I am whole hog, like you're my dude, mm-hmm. I think that's reasonable to do. I think that is your prerogative. That's your right as a citizen. Mm-hmm. And honestly, and that is voting your conscience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But <laughs> when you get to the primaries, it's like, oh, no, or not the primaries, that general. general election. It's like, oh, no, my candidate didn't win. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes, no one likes that it's a lesser of two evils situation, mm-hmm. but welcome to adulthood. Yeah. Nothing in this country and in life. All right, maybe not nothing. Most, <laughs> yeah. most things in life are not clear cut. This is the right answer. This is the wrong answer. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to compromise at some point. And it's kind of comes down to which compromise will taint your soul if that's how far you want to yeah, go yeah. in. Uh, but I actually had a great conversation with a friend of the show, James Troutman, last night. Jimmy. Because he got in a fight with someone at work. <laughs> Physical altercation. <laughs> yeah. All right. Argument with a child. <laughs> no, he beat the shit out of that. It kid. was. It was. It was a. Uh, the child says, "I don't know about Tulsi, but she makes some great points." And then she <laughs> throws. Pop, pop, pop. Wow. <laughs> Two to the back of the head. Um, no, but he had an argument with somebody at work, and it was very much uh, the standpoint of blue, no matter who, versus. If this person gets elected, I'm just not going to vote. And the question I posed was, okay, well, if you're not going to vote, are you comfortable voting for Trump? Mm. And it's like, well, what do you mean by that? And I was like, I'm I'm not going to say any non-vote is a direct vote for Trump. But statistically, it is harder to unseat a sitting president. Mm -hmm. He does have a lot of support across the country. So if you're going to say that you don't want to vote by and large that's at least a 50 percent vote for the other person it removes your agency from it correct yeah 
I wouldn't. It, it removes your agency, but it does with because if you were going to vote, you were leaning mm-hmm. left side of the party. Yeah. So you're taking a vote away from them, which is. We'll say half a vote. So mm-hmm. rather than it's a direct vote for the other side, it's one vote less for them versus the vote that they still got. So 50, 50, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a perspective that they had thought of before. Like, I'm not going to ignorantly say, yes, I support Bernie. I, I like Bernie. Mm-hmm. I also really liked Elizabeth Warren. They mm-hmm. have extremely similar platforms and mm-hmm. it kind of comes down to minutia and electability in a lot of different ways and your perspective. I still think everyone's complaining how old Bernie is is bullshit because everyone else is within like four years. So yes. every, every, every major he just, candidate. He is, just looks the oldest. He looks mm-hmm. oldest. Yeah. yeah. But he's got... And he's the right. crankiest, let's yeah. be honest. Like, <laughs> because I've been doing the same thing for yeah. 50 years and everyone doesn't give a shit. Nobody's listening to me. I keep telling him the ceiling fan doesn't work no more. Nobody tries to fix it. <laughs> I'm the only like a flip I've been complaining here. for 25 years. The top 1% of ceiling fans has been corrupting the rest of the night. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my I, I guess my point comes into what you guys kind of said is when it gets into the general election, y- yes, I think you need to make a choice and not making a choice I think you underestimate the actual impact that yeah, has. Yeah, not mm-hmm. not making a choice is a choice so that the you're bur- making. The burning your bus people, go fuck yourself. I absolutely like. Yes, you approve of Bernie for all mm-hmm. the reasons that you do, but saying I refuse to vote or I will vote the other side, mm-hmm. you are everything wrong that you fight against. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, vote <laughs> vote your conscience up until a certain point, and then yes, you do need to make the decision. You got to play the game. You yeah. got to play the game, and third party is great in the primaries. <laughs> because unless they get onto that initial, that the the final general election debate stage, if they don't hit that stage, they stand no chance. And it's mm-hmm. not the because, well, I'm not going to vote, or they're not going to win because no one's going to vote. It's not enough people. Not enough people will vote because no one knows who the fuck they are outside mm-hmm. of our echo chamber. Yeah, and right. and, th- and that builds the issue with the whole election process because in the primaries you cannot vote third party. It's getting them noticed in the general election, the presidential election, that gets them to be on the next election cycles debates. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this with I've been having this discussion on Facebook with people ever since Super Tuesday just passed and Bernie lost. I have never said I'm not voting for Biden. Never said I'm not voting for. I would much rather Bernie win. I don't like Biden. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the general election, I have a decision to make of Biden and Blue or somebody third party. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a game time decision for me. Yeah. Well, I would say that if the problem with that right now is that you have clear it's. Basically, and I don't mean to be I don't mean to pull that it's that's a privileged position to take, mm-hmm. but a little bit it is because everything that Trump has done, you can disagree with it, but more or less has not affected you. It hasn't affected me or you guys. Yeah. Uh so like saying I'm not going to vote like I'll vote third party from from my perspective is just saying like I know it's bad, guys. But it's not hurting me directly. And so that's why you can say that. It's like if you were a person of color, especially a, like an immigrant, like yeah. what he's doing is actively hurt, hurting people. So I, I do think, 
I would. So at the end of the day, I would rather you vote than didn't mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. the board. But I think that a vote, a third party vote, essentially is a vote for Trump because we talked about this a while ago, where you have the Republican Party, which basically represents one type of person: straight, white, upper middle class, and not always. No, no, no. He no, speaks no. for the working class. I heard. <laughs> And I was going to say the other yeah. side it stands for a lot more Yeah, people. the umbrella yeah. is so much wider. So mm-hmm. you're never going to get that person who, the, in the general election, aligns with you generally. Like, Because mm-hmm. I'm sure there are people. I know there are. Because Vince is a huge Biden guy. Yeah. And he has he his his politics align very strongly with, with are very similarly to Joe, Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. So in the general election, he's going to be able to vote for somebody who he agrees with maybe 90%. Yeah. I don't think any of us are. No, 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 no. And I don't think I think generally we're not going to be able to because there is a uh, the there's kind of a diversity of opinions among us. There really is. I mean, listen, this is the party. Like it is the big tent party. We're four white dudes voting for again in the party of the biggest tent. Two old white dudes, <laughs> yeah. and we don't align fully. I can't imagine what somebody, a person of color or or a woman or somebody who is not a straight white male might think looking at these two guys like. God damn it again! Like, yeah, like, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I do think we've been talking about this for a long time yeah. now, just yeah. in this episode. But like, we are not the best people to talk to because mm-hmm. we we have been represented for so long. Yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah. Just go back and look at it. John F. Kennedy, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, Barack Obama, George we have Washington. been accurately represented. Yeah, but I mean, I mean across, Al- across the Angela board. Merkel. All, right. all of all of history in the United States, basically, we've yeah. been represented. So everything that we say needs to be taken with the caveat mm-hmm. that we don't know what it's like mm-hmm. to not to be underrepresented. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I I absolutely agree. I think the one thing that we haven't touched on. Or kind of touched on the the conversation comes down to electability, and a lot of people are like, "Well, Biden is more electable mm-hmm. than Bernie." I think that's stupid. I I don't mm. I don't know if I entirely agree with that statement, but the states that Biden didn't win are very telling because those are some key states that could be flipped democratically. That would be a very big turning point in a general election. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they skewed very heavily him. Can't, versus Bernie. Is that a clear-cut answer of like, well, duh, he's more electable? No, I don't think that's it. But it can't be counted out. Yeah, yeah. No, it can't be I, counted out. The flip side of that is, 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 of course, like Biden kicked ass in states that are going to go to Trump in the general anyway. Like like Highly, like, or something highly like likely, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, electability is a nonsense word that uh, gets thrown around too much. Yeah. Nobody and, knows. Nobody mm-hmm. knows. It's, no it's, it's, it's nothing. It's like, yeah. it's like saying a, a, an athlete has like that X factor. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Genuinely, I think Bernie would do better in Certain a general something. election. Yeah, it's, it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. You yeah, don't know. I think Bernie would do yeah. great. He's, I, he yeah. is electable. That's, I think he'd do better than Biden in some aspects because it's like, what do you got? What dirt do you actually have? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, the man he's been, has been he's, extremely open, and he's been the same politician he has since exactly. he stepped on the Capitol which is, Hill. Yeah, which is which is a which is a you know a point in his favor. I think mm-hmm. Biden also electable has was the vice president. Yeah, right. he was the yeah. vice president. Did most of the job, or like a decent yeah. part of the job. I have one other real quick point I want to make on this before we wrap up. I know we've gone long on it, but I, I made this point on Twitter a couple of days ago, which is 
Shaq and Kobe? Yes, Shaq and Kobe. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no. That's not what I want to say, but I'm proud of that. Uh, (laughs) Comparing uh, Bernie to to Kobe and uh, Shaq to Biden. Uh, (laughs) But uh, but there there was a point I want to make about uh, some of the results that rolled in for Super Tuesday, um, which is, yeah, we we did a lot of talking about what responsibility we have as voters. Um, I am really sick of people who are blaming voters instead of politicians, like specifically as it relates to like... Uh, a lot of people bitching on Twitter, specifically people who are supporters of Bernie, who are very vocal about how they thought uh, Elizabeth Warren voters were irresponsible and not coalescing around Bernie. Like, for example, uh, specifically watching uh, Warren win nothing while sinking. This is a, a rando. Uh, watching Warren win nothing while sinking Bernie's chances in several states and thinking about how mice, nice it must be to have the luxury of throwing away your vote on some kind of philosophical statement. Now, this is about voting for Elizabeth Warren. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Warren voters, thanks for Trump, by the way. Uh, how are Warren voters feeling looking at the New York Times and seeing their vote just get flushed down the toilet in real time? Hope it's really girl boss. Hope it's extremely persist. Oh my God. Now, fuck uh, you. Fuck you. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm i sorry. Did I miss the news cycle where we blamed Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar for like becoming like sniveling, like jellyfish spined people right before the biggest night of the primaries and going, what do you mean? You don't know the president of Mexico and you kowtow to somebody going, we actually like Bernie. We throw our support to Bernie. Why not? But that's there. That's the problem. The problem is not (laughs) voters who are still voting for Elizabeth Warren an eminently qualified candidate. Again, I I don't agree with uh, most of her platform, uh, not most of her platform. I don't agree with, (laughs) All of her platform, but she's eminently qualified yeah. to be president. It's wild to blame voters instead of going, yeah. hey, maybe it's a problem that the the long arm of the DNC tapped Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar on the shoulder and said, you guys should get behind Biden because maybe one of you will be his VP candidate yeah, uh, and brought all is, the moderate voters there. That's some nonsense probably sexist bullshit and uh it's gross yeah uh, it's yeah. nonsense that's that, that's no, all that's why you, i was yeah. never blame somebody for bo- voting their conscience i'm, I'm tired of blaming the voter like listen yes we within a separate discussion we want to talk about you know whether it's responsible for the vote for third party or or whatever that's a separate discussion but the the macro level blame goes to the people in power that is all it comes down to mm-hmm. yep so next question let's move it on uh, yeah hope it's next easy question. just want to end that up on a My lighter foot note is asleep. <laughs> See, maybe I should have read these first, then I would have known. <laughs> no, were easier. No, 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 nonsense is no, no, bullshit. The whole point is that is we, we don't, don't know. read these. <laughs> uh, do you remember what you got on the SATs? Did it impact? I don't know, Rich. Did you look that up like an hour ago when you read this question? <laughs> twenty ten. <laughs> you got twenty ten? Yeah. What? Mm. Oh, was that a twenty four hundred? Twenty four hundred. Twice. Uh, I don't remember. I I, I got the exact same score. <laughs> Twice. I was yeah. over two thousand, but I don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I was over two thousand, but I can't remember. I what. truly do not remember. Yeah, and no, it did not impact me at all. I applied to two colleges and got into both of them. Yeah, I that's think it. it. I didn't get rejected from anyone I applied to. I just applied to a very limited yeah, yeah. selection. Yeah. I don't rem- remember if mine was twenty out of twenty four hundred or sixteen. Probably twenty four. You, I think you might have been the last year because I think our year was the first year they did twenty four. Yeah. Well, and you, that, did you graduate you, a year before me? I graduated a seven. Oh, so did I. Okay. So never mind. So never mind. You probably did do the writing yeah. section then. Maybe I did do the writing section. My um, essay was a bow. <laughs> I don't know if this is weird to say, but I think I just did average. I don't. I know I didn't get. I yeah. don't think I got over two thousand. Like it, you're looking for a number, and it came back and just said average. Yeah, twenty four hundred. It's like you know what, twelve. Because that's that's probably just shrug emoji. Is <laughs> a guy doing like the wishy washy um, hand thing? Yeah, yeah. It's fine. but <laughs> it did not affect me because I went to community college. I yeah. didn't even need to take it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think the best section I did was on the writing section. I seem to recall I got a 700 on the writing section. That was because it was a nice round number. I can remember that. Um, and then, of course, three years later, like, we're getting rid of it. Like, there's no, we have no frame. <laughs> and also, since it was the first year, like, no school had a frame of reference. They had no idea, like, how many previous years, how yeah. like, 700 what's, yeah. what's good. So, like, great. Yeah, 700. We don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, so, we're only taking the two Unfortunately, you can go to hell. Uh, yeah. So, I, I would say on the, I know it was over 2,000, but I cannot remember what the exact score yeah. was. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, it didn't really affect me. If anything, it, uh, like I said, I had the exact same score yeah. both yeah. times, but the breakdown was different because there's, like, the math section the reading comprehension English kind of section and then the essay. Mm-hmm. And the second time around, my essay was so much better mm. and I scored so much higher, but somehow my reading comprehension just like, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I, I don't understand. And my math score was exactly the same. Nice. Wow. So the other two were just kind of like, we're going to go like this. <laughs> and I ended up with the same I, score. Yeah. I remember somehow when I signed up for the SATs, I somehow signed up for the SAT two, mm-hmm. which is like you just take a specific part or something. Mm-hmm. But like when I showed up there, I showed up not knowing. I signed up for SAT two, went in for the SATs, and she's like, "You're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be over there." Mm-hmm. I go to the other classroom. It's just me and the teacher, and they're like, "Well, we got you the regular SAT, um, but you're not supposed to take it in that room now." I'm like, "Okay." So she's like, "All right, just take the test." So I sit there and I. I breeze through the math test and I have like an hour left. She's like, do you, you have like an hour to chill. I'm like, let's just move on. <laughs> oh, so jealous. I brought a pillow so I could sleep. Yeah. I it's do, like the idea of you walking into the room with like, you're the only one there and the teacher's like, oh, so you're why I had to come into work on a yeah, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do the, we do the, like the English comprehension and it's fine. And then it's the writing section. And I'm like, is there any way you can give me that extra time? Because I have to write really slow because I have shitty handwriting. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Bank that time. She's like, no, you can't. You get this amount of time. Not standardized testing works, Mr. Sweeten. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just... Yeah. yeah you can't fine. bank your time like the money and who's a uh, uh, weakest link. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Habit sweet. Yeah, but the SATs are not a good... Uh, they're not a good uh, whatever yeah. marker of how of your perfor- yeah. of your no. ability to perform. But they were a real good opportunity for me to rebound from some pretty mediocre test scores that I got in my normal day to day schooling. Heyo, heyo, got into some good schools. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what's, what's her, do you have, what's how many questions do we have left? Two more. Two. All right, let's get it on. Go 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 go. Next one. Uh, have you ever been humiliated by a teacher? How did it affect you? Oh, certainly, but I don't know how it affected me. Um, hmm. <laughs> well, I have crippling anxiety. <laughs> I hate talking in public. <laughs> I've been humiliated by myself in front of class when talking to a teacher because of not completing assignments and then crying in senior <laughs> year of high school. <laughs> but I've never been specifically humiliated by a teacher. Okay. I think I missed... So in college, I missed a couple of econ classes because I was like... I was working on the final assignment for that class, and I missed like one or two classes in a row. Mm-hmm. And so the third day of class, he comes in, and he's just like, who are most of you people? And he looks at me, and he's like, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, uh, forecasting? <laughs> you, you know what? In college, uh, there was a professor who, um, he would let you retake one test that you either failed or missed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I walk up and say, I missed two tests. He's like, you're only getting one. And I'm like, shit. All right, well, give me the first one. I didn't study for either, but give me the first one. Yeah. When I was in, uh, when 
I've never been humiliated by a teacher, but when I was in college, one English professor I have was this Irish priest mm-hmm. named Nace McCool. Uh, Not a great yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, but I know a Joe McCool. I hope they're related. <laughs> I hope so. Sounds like Joe's a band a leader, but like they... Nace McCool in the Gaelic Storm. <laughs> <laughs> but they, um, his his uh, his policy was a paper wasn't late if you handed it in before the end of class. So every time a paper was due, Wild. I'd show up five minutes before the end of class. Wild. And one time I, I walked in like right before class ended and he went, ah ha ha, the Scarlet Pimpernel returned. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I was like, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't, I didn't understand what he was talking about, but I was like, and he said an Irish accent. I'm not going to try to do that, but it was mm-hmm. dope. But yeah, I don't <laughs> think I've ever been humiliated by a teacher. And also... Maybe they tried to, but I just it like went over my head, like just mm-hmm. completely whiffed. Right, me. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it didn't. It doesn't seem like it, it impacted you. Not really. I don't I think thought... it impacted me either because there are a lot of people in the same boat as me who had missed. Again, he said, "Who are most of you people?" Like several <laughs> yeah. people had missed class in order to complete this assignment. So, uh, how about you, Tim? Uh, I can't think of ever being embarrassed by a teacher because most of the things that they would try and call me out on, I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm a, I know I'm a lazy ass. Uh, but <laughs> similar to Sean, <laughs> uh, there was a microeconomics class I had my second year at Drexel that I just stopped showing up to after the, la- after the first week. And I was like, most of this is basic mm-hmm. math. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know any of this. <laughs> and then like three quarters of, of uh, through the semester, I would just show up for tests. Mm-hmm. And I had two girls in my class who were on my floor, and I was like, yo, let me know when the next test is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. So there was something coming up, and I'm like, eh, this is kind of sketchy for me. Maybe I should show up. And I show up in like a bright red hoodie, Superman uh, pajama pants that are on fire, <laughs> which like I was known on campus for. And like, oh, Superman's here. So, okay. so you did everything you could to stand out as much as possible. <laughs> but on your I was first day all back. the way in the back. <laughs> so like, I stood or I, I sat in all the way in the back because that's where I sit in classes because I don't care. And he did uh, the same kind of thing. Fuck, I forgot who said it. <laughs> we don't listen to Pro- I said not, I agreed with Sean, but I don't remember. Yeah. But, <laughs> Just but he did the same kind of thing. I agree with Sean. <laughs> he, he did the same kind of thing of like. Oh, I hadn't seen any of you. Yeah. Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, and he yeah, called yeah, me yeah. out in the back. He's like, I don't even think you belong in this class. It's <laughs> like, I do. He's like, what's your name? Tim Hansen. Fine. You have a great grade, but you should still show up to class. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what right. happens when you don't have an attendant policy. Yeah. Yeah, but for the most part, I, n- I never had an issue. And anytime a teacher like tried to call me out on something, including um, my AP Calc and AP phys- Physics teacher were the same guy in at cfs and he's just like dude you're not turning in turning in your projects mm-hmm. i'm like yeah i legitimately don't care mm-hmm. i already have the third highest grade in the class out of 30 that's enough for me <laughs> or in the in yeah like senior yeah. class he's like i can't be mad at you because you do well on every test and i would walk into class and be like hey we have a double header can i just sleep in the back he's like i Yes, <laughs> that's maybe he's lost control of the classroom at that point. <laughs> no, just me because other people would complain. And he's like, "You're not doing as well as him." I can't. I can't. not that I was perfect. I was just doing significantly better with yeah. minimal effort. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, good stuff. So, the Tooting Scarlet my own Pimpernel, horn, humble brag. 
Yeah. It was a book written in 1905. Nice. Was the basis of a movie from 1982. So that's what I'm synopsis I'm reading <laughs> off IMDb. And it's during the French Revolution, a mysterious English nobleman known only as the Scarlet Pimpernel, a humble wayside flower, snatches French aristos from the jaws of the guillotine hmm. while posing as the foppish Sir Percy Blankenny <laughs> in society. All right. No way this is a real thing. Wait, has no one else read The Scarlet Pimpernel? No. Nope. I thought it was like a Zorro enemy. Like Zorro versus the Scarlet Pimpernel. Like, ha, ah, yeah. how about you, Scarlet Pimpernel? Yeah. I don't remember most of it, but I know I read it. Yeah, Dashiell Hammett, who, the guy who wrote The Maltese Falcon. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what it is. The Scarlet Maltese Falcon and The Scarlet Pimpernel. <laughs> Same thing. <sequel. laughs> yeah. All right, Rich, what's our last question? All right, final question. Uh, is it harmful to be critical of your own body... Oops, sorry. <laughs> In front of your kids. Is it harmful? Is it harmful to be critical of your own body in front of your kids? I think it depends on how you do it. Yeah. Because then that instills in them a sense of... I don't want to say self-loathing because it's not that bad, but a hyper-critiquing of yourself. Whereas you should be instilling in your children, you are who you are. Yes, if it's unhealthy, that's a different thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't be ashamed for your yeah, body and I, who you are. Yeah, I don't I don't know that a, like my mom as I was growing up I'm going to rewind this. <laughs> <laughs> uh so someone I knew growing up. <laughs> so edit that out. <laughs> Add away. <laughs> uh, we'll like, fix it in post. Uh never mind. My mom growing up w- went on diets a lot. But that never, and that was, I mean, obviously she was un, unhappy with how, like, what was, like, whatever. She was, <laughs> she wanted to make a change. And so I don't think that ever impacted me negatively. I think it's other, like, the, the real thing you have to never do is make a comment to your kids about how they look. Because even if you think it is inconsequential, it's going to stick with them. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember everything anyone's ever said about me, like my family, like so vividly. Yeah. And I like have, I still have like complexes about it now, like that I'm still working through because, and so I think, I don't know that, I think that like Tim said, being aware of your body and being like, okay, like I've gained some weight. I need to lose it because it's unhealthy to be overweight. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing to instill in your kid. Not that like being, uh, being overweight is bad, but mm-hmm. like, you can be healthy. I need to make changes that are within my control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm not upset that I'm, I'm not, I don't think I look bad. I just, it's like there are health risks to being yeah. overweight. Yeah. It is, you frame it in that upward trajectory instead yeah. of going, God, I'm so ugly or I'm so fat or I'm yeah. so whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just like, hey, I could get in better shape. Yeah. That's how you frame it. It's like, I need to, you know, just work on myself a little feel, bit more. I, I need to go to the gym more exercise. often. Yes, yeah. and you would too. Dad needs to eat a little better. Mom yeah. needs to go to the gym. Like whatever it might be. Like you frame it in that upward trend. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Rich? Uh, yeah, it, it's to an extent of like how you say it. Like if you're just saying, like I've gained a lot of. Like if you're saying it calmly or like I've gained so much weight, I need to start working out. Or I need to do. I need to start going to the gym. Whatever. That's not necessarily harmful but like just being negative on yourself be like oh i suck yeah, you know, yeah. I, I look like this that's where it's like being negative on yourself and showing your child that the, being a specific body type is wrong mm-hmm. that's where it could yeah, be yeah or something to be ashamed of yeah. i think matt i think you're right matt you, it has to be 
You frame positive, it as a goal. Yeah. So yeah. just look in the mirror going like, oh, I'm so ugly. Like, ugh. Like that. Yeah, like, yeah. The, you don't realize, like, that might just be something you do with yourself, which, you know, probably not healthy either. Yeah. But, you know, definitely don't do that in front of your kids. I mean, yeah. It kind of ties into a previous conversation we had about uh, women with shoes. And then, like, most men can Shez. get away with, like, two pairs of shoes mm-hmm. and it's fine. But it, it the same kind of fashion idea of, oh, well, I need to wear this kind of dress and I should be a size six, mm-hmm. but I'm a size eight. I'm a fucking sow. Like th- th- those kind of things. It's it's very similar. Uh, we we want to keep them away from that environment as much as possible. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it's going to be in mainstream media and it's going to be in your high schools and stuff like that. But if we can set our children up with the strong base of I love who I am mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, you know, you frame it as instead of going like, okay, go eating healthy or working out is a good thing. That does not mean what you are right now is a bad thing. Yeah. What it means is that it's like almost like a neutral. Like mm-hmm. you can only go up from here. Yeah, like yeah. it's not a oh, if I don't do this, then I am bad as a result. Yeah, you have to. Is good. Yeah, not tie morality to how you're living your life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like there is, it's not, it's neither good nor bad. It's mm-hmm. just this is a healthier way, mm-hmm. not a better way necessarily. Mm-hmm. Even though. Dip- you should be healthy. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. All right. That's all the questions. We, da, we did da, it. Da, 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 da. So I have a take, unless uh, you, Tim, or Sean have a take. I have I, a take. I, you do? <gasps> Tim get in there, baby. Get it. Get it. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Where's my music? I forgot to plug in the uh, the thing. So here we go. Just going to buy some time real quick. So, of course, Wait Tim, your music, uh, your, your, your music comes to us from a very uh, warm and, and happy place. Uh, it's not just that your, uh, your, your, your take comes from your heart. It comes from... The House of Hanson. Eventually. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe it's just Fury of the Storm again. Uh, all right. Uh, da, 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 what a great episode of this show. Welcome to the House of Hanson, guys. Tim, take it away. All right, what's your take, Tim? Uh, my take is that I don't have a take. I just want to hear my music. <laughs> that again has been The House That's of Hanson. Hanson. All right, honestly, I think we're good for this episode. Uh, all right, Tim. Uh, if people want to see more just absolute fire takes like that one from you on Twitter, where can they find you? At Tim R. Hanson. How about you, Rich? Uh, at B underscore Walnuts. Uh, and you, Sean? At Hey, it's SOB. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is available at the following Twitter handle. <laughs> That's all together, no spaces. Uh, <laughs> uh, or uh, just at Brose underscore podcast. That's Brose underscore podcast. Or on Facebook at Brose podcast. Uh, if you have a question you'd like to email the show, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com, brosequestions at gmail.com, B-R-O-S-E-Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S at gmail.com. Uh, and you can listen to our podcast everywhere. Fine podcasts are bought and sold. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions. Shannon Vogel for designing our logo, uh, which you can find uh, on our, our pages. But her work can be found on Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook and on Etsy.com. 
And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. Uh, you can find his work at the Free Music Archive. Uh, Rich, uh, how much of Animal Crossing will you play by the time this episode airs uh, for your other podcast, PodQuest? Uh, about three days worth or three four, yeah. depending. I, I really don't know how they're going to do Animal Crossing this time. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, check out PodQuest. We, it's a nerd uh, weekly roundtable where we sit around and talk about stuff. And I'm going to be talking about Animal Crossing a lot. Mm-hmm. And maybe Monster Hunter, but mostly Animal Crossing a lot. If you had to pick, which one of your podcast co-hosts is Mr. Rossetti? Oh, definitely. Hmm. I don't oh, know who that is. <laughs> Mr. Rossetti is a loud, yammering mole that yells at you for resetting your game. I mean, oh, neither... or not saving? The guy yes. who more or less doesn't have a job anymore because it auto-saves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, I hope they bring him back. He's still part of it somehow. Yeah. Um, but probably both of them combined. They both suck. They're all they're all Mr. Rossetti. <laughs> Just the four Mr. Yeah, Rossetti. Yeah, two, two Mr. Rossettis and myself. <laughs> what did I say about saving your game? <laughs> all right. Uh, say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. Deuces. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. Moo. My name is Matt Casnell. <laughs> I have questions about your cow, Sean. Uh, reminding you. <laughs> we got to be put down. Re- re- oh, no. Like Glenny. Uh, shot re- in the face. Oh, you, oh, no. Reminding Rick you Glenny. to be smart about being stupid. Rest in peace, <laughs> Sean's cow. Don't be a douche. Ooh. Don't be a doormat. Yeah. I, I and don't be boom. Sean's cow, apparently. <laughs> <laughs>